Hi everybody, Scott Thomas here, producer for Less is Morgan, and this world's new god. Normally you only hear me at the end of an episode, but I've become too strong and the outro can no longer contain me. Soon I'll be powerful enough to manifest physically in your own home. But hey, that's enough about me, let's talk about you! Today's episode is all about writing, and if you want to write for this show, I want to let you know that we are open to pitches for future episodes. All writing work for the show is paid, and if you're a big fan of Less is Morgue and think you have a cool idea for us, check the submission info in the show notes below. And if you want a little crash course in what not to do, stick around until the end. Wink wink, nudge nudge. Happy writing, folks! Okay, listeners, now we're back in the basement. We're going to discuss something important. Literature. Specifically, literature written by the greatest undiscovered writer of their, or honestly any, generation, me. I think an opening like that is going to turn people away, Riles. Good. I hope it does. Because anyone who gets turned away by that opening wasn't strong enough for the awakening my novel is going to give them. They're going to look back on this opening like it was a treasured childhood memory. Can we at least do the- Intro first, before you blow anyone's mind too hard. Fine, do the intro. Then we'll get literary. Hey everybody, if you're listening to this, it means you like comedy podcasts and you're in the Bernstein universe. In 2016, Microsoft released an experimental learning AI called Tay onto Twitter. It took less than 24 hours for Tay to become a hard-right homophobic white supremacist. Officials at Twitter considered the experiment to be a resounding success. Welcome to the show. I'm Riley, your best ghoul friend. And I'm Evelyn, your ghost host with the most. This is Less is Morgue, the show where a ghost and a ghoul talk about stuff. And today, we're talking about books and writing. My books and writing, thank you. Personally, I was a huge fan of Judy Bloom, The Babysitter's Club, and Sweet Valley High. So all YA stuff? You got a problem with YA stuff? I mean, it's not like... Not like what? Real literature. Riley, you write fantasy. Aren't people literally always crapping on fantasy? I write fantasy for adults. And highly sophisticated adults at that. Like that human on YouTube with the beard and the eye patch. What does that even mean? You know, the one who did a dramatic reading of the first chapter. They said it was a soon-to-be classic of literature, and while I think that's underselling it... No, what does for adults mean? Well, more complex characters, more interesting themes... But YA has all that stuff too, especially these days. What do you even know about books these days? You've been dead since the early aughts. You know, when you're asleep, I mostly listen to audiobooks. I'm pretty caught up. Shh! Don't tell the listeners I sleep. It'll undermine their perception of my power. Point is, YA stuff does have great characters and complex themes. A series of unfortunate events is dark and mysterious. The Hunger Games has great world building and awesome political subtext. Percy Jackson and the Olympians has great complex characters. Adult fiction at its best is just the same stuff with more blood, sex, and swearing. At least YA fiction gives kids hope for positive change. Adult fiction acts like giving up and doing nothing is cool because the author's already done it. Wow, Ev. I didn't really peg you as the, I don't know, bookish type. I was an English major in college. I wrote my thesis on queer themes and fairy tales. Just because I'm cheerful doesn't mean I'm dumb. I just don't feel the need to constantly prove how smart I am to people. Well, in that case, want to help me with my book? Sure! So, it's called The Sword of Relay. You have mentioned it before. I released the first chapter on Twitter to resounding acclaim. Resounding? Acclaim. Josh Rubino from Valence described my writing as fearless and positively Shakespearean. Riley, 
sure that Hellcat Press called it glorious, and that one was all in caps, so you know she meant it. Yeah, I'm sure she did, Riley. And now, we're going to explore the rest of it. This looks less like a book and more like a huge stack of different papers you've scribbled on. It's a high fantasy about a young ghoul in a world that doesn't understand and appreciate them, but they fight for the success that they deserve anyway. Ooh, so it's autobiographical? No. Where did you get that idea? Oh, just grasping at straws, I guess. What's the plot? The plot? Yeah, you know what happens in it. Well, it doesn't have a traditional plot as such. It's more of a sequence of vignettes. Like The Hobbit! What? No, Tolkien was a prolapsarian fetishizing hack. I resist all comparison. So, what kinds of stuff happens in it? All kinds of stuff. Let's take a look at chapter 4, for example. In this chapter, Relay gets chased out of the ancient tombs by the guardian spirits. Ooh, why were they in the ancient tombs? Were they looking for secret treasure? Or some kind of magical artifact? No, that's normie shit. They're there to eat the bodies. Oh. That's a lot more relatable, I think. What's the chapter you wrote on that legal pad? Ah, chapter 9. For once, Hooper, I admire your taste. With this one, I went a little out of my comfort zone. I'm proud of you. What happens? It introduces a romantic subplot between Relay and the waiter at the local tavern. Oh, wow. What's the waiter's name? Eh, I'm back and forth, but I'm thinking Tobias. Like the waiter at Pizza Pizzazzo you told me about. Shut up. That's a total coincidence. No connection at all. So, tell me a little about the romance. It's kind of one-sided, at first at least. But he comes around. How does Riley, I mean, uh, Relay, put the moves on him? There's some pretty classic romantic tropes here. They vomit out some bird skeletons for him, mark their territory, watch him quietly from the sidelines. It's a star-crossed romance. The tavern tries to ban Relay, but it doesn't stop them. Have you shown this to anyone else? Well, I shared an exclusive snippet from one of the chapters in episode 5. I posted the first chapter on Twitter, and I've been to a few different writing workshops, but none of them got it. What do you mean? Let me tell you something about writing workshops and beta readers. 99.99% of them are malicious and exist only to tear you down. They don't want to see you succeed. They're just bitter because they haven't made anything better. Uh, I don't think that's quite true, Riley. I mean, aren't most beta readers your friends? They just want what's best for you. Ha! <laughs> I've cut off so-called friends because they were trying to tear down my writing. I've also been banned from the Tallahassee Writers Association and two different workshops at Tallahassee Community College because I've been willing to speak out about their anti-art bias. How do you plan on getting it published if you won't let anyone edit it? I'm glad you asked, Dev, because the key is finding a beta reader you can work with. I've been through plenty, but I think this new one might just be perfect. Is it me? No, no, of course not. You're too personally biased. Remember Shaz? Of course, we spoke about multi-dogs. Are they going to be the beta reader? God, no, but they've hooked me up with one. Shaz owed me after last time. I thought you were cool with that in the end. Them turning up high? Yeah, I got over it. But what they did to the bathroom? That I had trouble forgiving. What did Shaz do in the bathroom? Let's just say that not all of Shaz's three-hole problem made it into the actual toilet. Which hole missed? Uh, a little of each. Ew! Thankfully, Shaz's best friend is a writer and doesn't know me and thus cannot have a personal grudge against me. I sent him scans of my writing, and we're going to have our first meeting today over Skype. On the show? Yeah. Fits today's topic, so why not? We're just going to have to wait for Skype to load. How long would that take? Mm, couple of hours. Ah, beans. Hello there. Terribly cold out this evening, isn't it? Please, do step in. It's so warm in here, and what's more, there's a party in the Great Hall. 
The one with the gold walls. Yes, we've been waiting for you. Having a hard time writing? Need to get away from it all? Need help focusing? We are here for you. We want to see your masterpiece completed as much as you do. Here at the Overwrite Hotel's annual writer's retreat, we can help. Art is making beauty from pain and suffering, writing even more so. Here at the Overwrite, we can help you spin your demons into gold. We provide free alcoholic beverages, courtesy of the house, inspiring companionship in many of our suites. We put all sorts of new and exciting ideas into your head that will help you produce writing like you've never produced before. We'll help you do things you've never imagined yourself capable of. We'll help you take an axe to writer's block. And of course, there's a free continental breakfast that comes with the room. So please, writers the world over, take a trip down to the Overwrite Hotel's writer's retreat. Be sure to bring your family. So while Skype's doing... Whatever it's doing. Let me just read you all the initial email that Shaz sent me. For background purposes. Subject line, your perfect beta reader. So hey Riley, sorry about how I was drugged up to fuck the last time I came to your house. In my defense, I listened to my episode, it's easily the best one, so I personally believe it was worth it. Anyway, I read your WIP on the plane and it fucking slaps. And I was sober and everything, so you know that's fully valid. Your ship's super avant-garde, it blew my mind, it's iconic, and if you don't send it somewhere, you're an absolute fool. But I also get that you have BPD and you're on the spectrum, and when you're brain weird in this specific flavor of way, rejection can feel like being physically stabbed in the heart with a pool cue. I absolutely relate, I've got ADHD and I'm living that RSD life. When I was in college, I set my professor's car on fire after he gave me a 65 on my abstract trip tick. Anyway, all criticism is bullshit because art is subjective, but I still think you need a beta reader to help you find all the spelling mistakes and nuts and bolts, shit like that. He's my work friend, and he writes stuff for his job, so he knows what he's talking about, but I also know him to be a wiener and a pushover, so there is scientifically no way he will cut down your raw creativity. His name is Murray. Here's his Skype contact. Shine on, you crazy star beast. Next time I hear from you, you'd better have a Nobel Prize for literature. Shaz out, send an email. Why would they write send email at the end of the email? You've met Shaz. You know there's no reason. So there's your context. I sent the manuscript through last week, and I think that's plenty of time to read something, so I'm going to call him now. Shouldn't you wait until it's daylight in Sydney? Time zones are an invention of the deep state, Evelyn. I don't believe in them. Workshop time. Let's go. What? Who are you? Did you read the book? What book? What book are you... Hold on. I need my glasses. Oh, okay. oh hi, Riley. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I-, I didn't mean to react like that. It's just that you're really close to the camera and you look almost exactly like my sleep paralysis demon. No offense taken. A lot of people tell me that. Now let's get into the weeds. Did you read the... Please move back from the camera. I can't talk to you like this. Riley, I'm begging. Come on, Riley. You're way too close to the screen. You're going to ruin your eyes. Okay, sorry. That's much better. Thank you. Oh, cool. That other voice was on your end. Hi, Murray. Sorry we woke you up. It's fine. I don't even sleep for like an hour anyway. Google says it's 4 a.m. over there. 
Uh, I have no control over my life. Well, I appreciate your honesty. It's a little hard to see you with the lights off. Are you a ghoul too? What? No, no, I'm a werewolf. Is it okay if I just sit here in the dark? My hair is awful, and I, I really don't want you to see it. It's fine, it's an audio medium. Shit, you're recording this. Yeah, keep up. We're talking about my book. Ah, shit, shit, you really put me on the spot here. I'm gonna go make a cup of tea and just fucking be awake now, I guess. Maybe we should call him back tomorrow. Absolutely not. These are ideal workshopping hours. He's too sleepy and disoriented to lie to me. Okay, okay, so the Sword O'Reilly. Relay. It's not autobiographical. Okay, so... I'm up to chapter 45. That's the one where Willet destroys the clan of snapback-wearing goblins who shit-talk their mighty steed Razor. Yep, I know. I'm telling the listeners. Okay, oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. So, I have some... Uh, I have a few... There's like one or two things I might maybe change if I were you. I mean, you're absolutely free not to take any of these suggestions. Thanks, I won't. So, there's a few typos uh, where you've written, like, Rouge instead of Rogue and Satin instead of Satan... But, I mean, you know, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt because I know you did write this by hand, so that just may be the PDF fucking up. And on page 500, there's some sentences that I feel would be, uh... You're using a lot of passive voice, so maybe you could change that up if you wanted to? I don't want to. Totally understandable. Murray, you know they can't get you through the screen, right? He doesn't know that. I don't know that. Do you have anything else you'd like to say about my book? Nope. All good. Are you just saying that because you want to go back to sleep? No, I honestly, no, no, yeah, I, I don't have any more feedback. You did read the book, right? I did, I did. My favorite chapter was chapter 10, the one where after being rejected by Tobias, Relay goes on like a five-day holy pilgrimage to the ocean realm of Rolando. I thought the part where Relay rides away in the space was really f- not funny. It was completely serious and genuinely uplifting. Listen, criticism, it's, it's not my thing. Okay, so just just come be a brick. Would you like some help? Evelyn, no. Your opinion is biased. I'm your friend. I want your book to do well. Okay, Murray. Let's give Riley a compliment sandwich. Say two things that worked and one thing that didn't in between. Yeah, Evelyn. I know what a compliment sandwich is. Okay. <sighs> okay, Riley. Yes. You're really creative. I really like some of these ideas, but I... <sighs> There's no real story, and it's kind of... Nothing has any weight to it, you know? I mean, but outside of that, I, I think you've done some really interesting non-linear stuff. Please don't come to the screen and hit me. He can't do that. He doesn't know, know that. that. I'm calling Shaz. I'm adding Shaz to the call. Why? They missold me this beta reader. He's broken. Hey! Silence. Oh, hi, Riley and Mari. Are you two kids getting along? We're both older than you. Why aren't you sleeping? I had two cups of biker coffee at 6 p.m. I finished like two weeks worth of work in 10 minutes and I can zoom in and out my vision. It's amazing. Shaz, you liked my book, right? Fuck yeah, baby. Loved it. You're the next wheel self. Tell Murray that. He's trying to stomp on my creativity. What? I am sorry, what? Qua? How dare you? They wanted honest feedback. I'm doing my best. I didn't even say anything that harsh, but Riley still went mad. Mari, you allistic donut. Of course they did. Riley opened up their soul to you and you just stomped all over it. The Sword of Relay is an avant-garde masterpiece and you just can't get on the level. Yeah, Murray, get on our level. Please stop yelling at me. It's so early and I'm afraid. Everyone shut up. You're acting like a bunch of babies. Well... There's my nightmares for the next month absolutely sorted. Sorry, I had to do it! Now, Riley, you're very sensitive to criticism. I'm not. Everyone else is just mean. No, 
You don't like feeling stupid, especially in front of people. More or less correct. That's a very understandable feeling, but I'm going to ask you to put it aside because Shaz and Mari and I are your friends, and we want your work to be successful. We, Shaz and you, Shaz and I, know you pretty well, and Mari is a nice guy who doesn't want to hurt your feelings. Are you on board? Mostly. Okay, good enough. For the rest of the call, if you feel victimized by anything we're saying, just try and remind yourself that we're talking about the work, and not you. Nothing is meant to be taken personally. You can't just say that, Evelyn. God. Why not? Because all art is an extension of the self. It's impossible to give criticism without it being personal on some level. I'll stand by that belief until I die. How do you define the difference between good and bad art, then? Without criticism, I mean. It's all a matter of taste. You create for yourself, and the people with similar tastes will enjoy what you make regardless. Right. Okay, maybe you have a bit of a point there. But this isn't criticism, this is workshopping. Our focus here is to get Riley's book to be its best self. You know, it's like, literary queer eye for the straight guy. Are you comparing my writing to a schlubby cishet ma'am with bad fashion sense? No, of course not. I just didn't want to say boot camp because I know how you and Shaz both feel about fitness culture. I'll allow it. I won't. Riley! Nothing said in this call is meant as a personal attack. Nothing said in this call is meant as a personal attack. Murray? <laughs> oh no, here we go. What? Honestly, but without any personal judgment aimed at Riley personally, did you think of the sort of relay? They 100% cannot physically harm you from here. He doesn't- I do! Go on, Murray. <sighs> Look, I get what you were going for. But to me, as potentially someone who this book isn't for, I thought it was kind of self-indulgent and aimless. Like, in chapter 24, there was this long rant about how expensive movie tickets are, and it had no bearing on anything. It really took me out of the story. Hey, shut the fuck up! That chapter... Nothing said in this college meant as a personal attack. So you think I should cut that part out? No, absolutely not. It's Murray's turn to speak, Shaz! Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna cut anything for flow or length or whatever, that'd be the logical cut to me. I see. Thank you for that valuable opinion. Don't listen to him, Riley! I loved all the weird anachronisms! They're the best poets! Chapter 24 is fucking comedy gold! You gotta keep it! Without the weird breaks from the story, it wouldn't be the naked lunch-esque romp through your brain that it is. It'd just read like some boring high fantasy novel. What? Why is everyone looking at me? Shaz, miss. Comedy gold? <laughs> oh, so the sort of relay is, uh, you wrote it on ironically, huh? Yeah, Shaz. I did. But it's like, it's so, it's just, it's just you and your life. There's a bit where you ride a whale to the moon. How is that? How did you not mean for that to be funny? It was supposed to be an epic an uplifting reflection on the limitations of gravity. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and if you didn't want me to think it was funny, you shouldn't have put it in there. You're a traitor! Traitor! Oh yeah? Well, you're a... <sighs> being told I'm wrong isn't a personal attack. Being told I'm wrong isn't a personal attack. You wanna go out and maybe chill a bit, Chaz? Yeah, I think I should. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I am a traitor. No. And a fraud. Shut up, you aren't. And a hypocrite. Cut that out and take a nap. I will. See you Monday. See you Monday. See, Riley? Lots of people have trouble taking criticism. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Can I leave now? Yeah, go ahead. Can I call you again later? Yeah, sounds good. I hope you get some sleep, Mari. Yeah, me too. Evelyn? Yeah? Do you think all the people on Twitter thought the sort of relay was meant to be a comedy, too? Uh, not to be mean, but yeah, I think they did. Even the person with the eye patch? I think especially the person with the eye patch. But it's not a bad thing! We still like it! Don't you dare try and Greg Sestero me, Evelyn. I'm emotionally devastated! 
At least now I know what I was doing wrong. I'm going to stop the recording for now, listeners. I'm going to give the sort of relay some edits and get back to you later. Okay, so it is the day after our workshop call, and I wanted to update everyone on the things I've done to the novel based on the feedback I got. Did you lean into the unintentional comedy? I thought that might be a good way to make the book stand out. No, absolutely not. This book is serious. So I did some more research on the Middle Ages and cut some of the anachronisms, and I tried to make Relay lose more of their confrontations to make the story have more weight. That's also a good start. And also, Relay has a sidekick now to provide some levity. Oh? She's a human bard named Eve, and she sings songs of Relay's bravery, and even though her singing is really bad, she's Relay's best friend. Oh, Riley, that's so sweet. You put me in the story. It's not autobiographical. I keep telling you this. Hi, everybody. It's me, Spaceman Scott, the Prapes Collective and Les's Morgue's very own spokesperson and blowhard. Scott Thomas, that's me. Today, I'm going to be offering you a fun little crash course in some tips and tricks for if you want to work and or write for Les's Morgue. I've got a couple things down here real quick, which I think after you guys know, you'll be able to write with the best of them. First up, contrary to popular belief, Les's Morgue actually does not take place in a morgue, or an apartment for that matter. If you're sending us pitches or script ideas in which you're saying, okay, these people go down to the morgue, or this person goes to Riley's apartment, that makes no sense. It proves you haven't listened to the episodes, and it makes you look damn silly. So quit that. Go listen to the episodes. I mean, you don't want to work with us if you don't even listen to us, right? Up next, Riley's gender. Riley's gender is an important part of Les's Morgue in the sense that they don't really have one. They're non-binary. They go by they-them pronouns, which is absolutely valid. If you're sending us script ideas or pitches in which you explore that topic, go right ahead. But if you go ahead and misgender Riley in that pitch about their gender, that's really stupid. Y you shouldn't be doing that. Quit it. Number three. I'm sure all our presumptive writers have seen our phenomenal Twitter presence these past couple months and might be a bit inspired to take a bit of our work here and there. That's fine, but if you're going to rip us off, at least change some of the wording in your tweets and try not to have the exact same basic idea of, hey, if you do this, I'll do this in return. Also, maybe switch some words around so it's not so obvious you very blatantly plagiarize us. Just a little pro tip there. And finally, ghosts do not have licenses. They are not permitted to have licenses. They are not given licenses. There are no ghost licenses in the world of Les's Morgue. And there you have it. Thanks to these cool tips and tricks, you too can go out and become a phenomenal writer for Les's Morgue. Go get them, presumptive authors. The world is yours. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's get on to the actual credits. Thank you for listening to Les's Morgue, the bi-weekly comedy podcast from the Prapes Collective. This episode was audio-engineered by Scott Thomas and written by Meg Malloy Tootin. Script editing by Henry Galley and Meg Malloy Tootin, with episode art by Meg Malloy Tootin. This episode starred Alexis Bristow as Riley, Meg Malloy Tootin as Evelyn and Shaz, Rob O'Dwyer as Murray, and James Cleveland as Grady, the overwrite hotel spokesman. Executive producing by Ori Sakharow. Want to find out more? Visit our website at www.lessismorgue.com. Want to get updates on our show and interact with our ghoulish and ghostly hosts? Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at at Morg, Tumblr at Pod, and on our Facebook page at Podcast. And never forget, folks, even when you feel completely lonely and like it's you against the world, I'll always be there for you. This is a threat.
become a Lessons Mark patron at the $5 tier and above, you'll get your name shouted out in the credits, just like these awesome people. Karen Betridge, Ryan Hoffman, and Nick Harris. Thanks so much, guys. We really appreciate your support. See you in two weeks, everybody.